This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. On MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we're looking at some of the top maintenance tasks you should be doing around the house this time of year. Fantastic March finally started. Came in really great with a couple of days of sun, and then here we go again. We're back, yeah. we're back to the rain. How are you folks doing? Pretty good. Better than the folks in Tennessee. Uh, or in Lake or Carolina. Gluckstadt. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. There was some big storms last night that affected um, Madison County, and I believe Simpson or Smith County also got walloped pretty bad. So wow. uh, to those of you that are in that situation, we... we uh, Sorry about that. And if there's anything you need, which you may, you can always call Fix It 101 and ask us uh, something of what's going on. You know, we do know that whenever there's situations like this, there's always uh, room to look for contractors and there will always be contractors available coming to you. Uh, as we mentioned last weekend, Mississippi State Board of Contractors, Home Builders Associations across the state. Uh, MHI, yep, Mississippi uh, Housing Institute, right. Mm-hmm. A couple of places to look for licensed, certified, bonded, insured contractors. That's right. Yeah, and, and you know, he, here's the thing, and I know it, it. We're all human here, and we want it instant. Right. We're right. we're you know I got to have it right now. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Pick the right contractor because think about what they're doing. Right. They're working on your house. That's right. I had a buddy who had a flood a couple of years ago, and he asked me straight up, how long does it take to get right again? And, you know, in people's heads, they think two, three weeks. Yeah. I'll be right. watching HGTV. That's right. right. They think it's going to be 24 hours. But I I sat this person down who was a friend of mine. I was like, man, do not even consider this for three months. Yeah. I mean, in three months, you will have your house back, but don't even Blink That's for right. that amount well, of time. I've always right. heard if they can come tomorrow, you don't want them. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Because they, they don't currently have not, work. They're not doing anything. I right. want my. I want to be on somebody's and wait list. Well, and see, here's the deal. We're busy right now. Mm-hmm. We, we are. We are. We, we have not been this busy in years. Well, so. in the three days of sunlight you've got to use, right? Uh, you've got to get in all that you can. Uh, well, since we're, we've seen an uptick in our business as well. It just seems like the real estate is just. All, that was that beautiful weekend. That's right. And we could not keep up with the phone ringing on I was, Monday. I was telling uh, 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 Jeff that I went to uh, one of the big home uh, uh, warehouses this weekend. And, man, it was a standing room only. Mm-hmm. It was because it was gorgeous outside. People were in shorts, and you could see the dirt all over them. They had been digging in gardens <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. So, well, so they want to be outside. They, they do. We've all got cabin fever. That's right. right. But uh, I did want to talk today. There's uh, going to be some neat stuff going on. You know, daylight savings is this weekend, so that's going to change a lot of people's patterns. Hopefully, uh, the contractors will be able to work once things dry out a little bit. Um, and I'm hoping it's going to be fairly decent March. But here's what's going on. What do you guys have working that you're working right now? Jeff, I saw that you were trying to get some uh, grass in somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's a pipe dream. No <laughs> one's pipe dream. Grass. No one's getting grass. Forget it. Yeah. Right. We're, we're going to hardscape now. Yeah. Right. Stones. Just, put, just throw some rocks out yeah. there. Right, right. So, <laughs> It'll drain better. Yeah, you're not getting You guys grass. need to hire a, uh, a lawn maintenance person from Arizona. <laughs> right. See how that works out. Exactly. Right. 
So, yeah, we're, we're pouring some concrete in Cleveland. Uh, we, we got real lucky, and uh, we're building a house in Cleveland, Mississippi, and yeah. um, was able to pour our driveway Saturday. And um, got to use that, what, two days of uh, sunshine? Yes, it was very mm-hmm. nice. Weather was just perfect, and we've got some houses going in. Gluckstadt that mm-hmm. we were able to get our landscaping in, but unfortunately, no sod. Right. So, how about yeah. you? When, Pam, well, what do you got just, going on? Well, yesterday I was I did a house that was built in 1917. Nice. Wow. I love you those. Know, hey, I do too. I'm and I hate to interrupt you, but I'm doing one in Raymond that was built in 1903. Wow. So we're doing a total redo on that house. So. And it's just I'm amazing the craftsmanship yes. and how it really well is. it's put together. And this one was just, they had done a good job. They'd had some updates done. Mm-hmm. They had updated the electrical, which was really nice. Uh, Although yeah. I did find, and this is what is always interesting to me, is that, you know, you'll hire somebody to come in and redo the electrical and mm-hmm. they'll just. They left some knob and tube that was active in the oh boy. in the basement that I was able to find. And I was like, well, we probably yeah. need to get somebody to take a look at that. Right. But they had done a great job of keeping the water off of this house. That's good. And so when I got underneath it, a lot of times what will happen when we crawl under homes is that it'll be real wet, uh-huh. especially after the after spring rain, yeah. that we've had. It's, it's mushy. And this one was so dry, I had to put on my face mask. For dust, because of the dust. Wow! Yeah, it was it was dust outstanding. Dust is, is, is a new concept at this point, right? Hadn't but, seen it in a while. And I tell you what was cool, Jeff, is we got in there and the light switches were buttons. Okay, have you seen that? Yes. Oh yeah, so yeah. You, yes, push, I have. you push the it's button, a push on, on and push, push off, it, push it. It's a, a toggle. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, 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 Those are neat. Usually, I brass plates that. and the and the buttons are like a that's right. A bake light, uh, which is like a kind of plastic that was that's around right. at that time. Yeah, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was right. just running around, turning the lights on and off. I was like, this is just so cool. Well, a project I've been working on for several uh, several weekends, which is my my wife bought a couple of antique doors. One is a larger, like thirty two. 36 door and the other one's a small 24 door they're both 100 years old mm-hmm. and we're making a, a headboard and footboard from them uh, ah. restoring them and, and and you know that sort of thing so that's been a lot of fun i finally got the doors painted last week and i built the columns that the doors will be standing on so i love old doors i know they're awesome yeah let's uh, go real quick jennifer is on the line and past christiane and she got to us before anybody else what's going on jennifer Hi. Hi. Yeah, I have a I have a question. Um, my thermostat in my living room looks really ugly on the wall, so I put a picture over it. I have a picture that's the canvas is like an inch thick, so mm-hmm. it doesn't actually touch the thermostat, but it covers it. Is that going to mess things up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, okay. Let's uh, think, let's let our pros give you some help here. Think about think about what the thermostat does. It it yeah. turns your heat on and off. Air, you know, it turns your air on and off. So, based we, on a thermostat, based mm-hmm. yeah, based right. on the ambient yeah. temperature around that device. So, um, it's usually located close to a return, right? And that's purposeful so that it can measure the temperature and then adjust. Now, yeah. Jennifer, you said that you that your thermostat is ugly. Why don't you just change the thermostat? 
Well, it's not that the thermostat itself is ugly. It's just ah. it's ugly on the wall. It's in uh, a bad okay. place. <laughs> with you. I'm with you. All right, Jennifer, I have an idea for you. All right, and okay. this is this this won't take you fixing anything. It will more okay. take craftsmanship. Okay, you ready? All right. This is neat. Now this is going to be a little fun and whimsical, but you can do it and make your make make it look like something. Grab yourself a nice antique frame. Okay. Yeah. Paint I've up. Got one. All right. Paint that frame up in the way that you would love that frame to be, and put it right over that thermostat. And instead, instead of making it look weird, sitting out in the middle of that field of a sheetrock, it yeah. can be this kind of quirky little thing. Okay, yeah, I thought of that. That's what I guess I'll do. Now, um, let, me, let me give you one other suggestion. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, you can move that thermostat there very easy. Well, I'm renting, so, you know. Uh, yeah. Somebody else's thermostat. Yeah, there. somebody yeah. else's thermostat. You could also, like, put a little figurine on it. A figurine, <laughs> you know, like a little yeah. ceramic mouse or something. <laughs> Pam will send you a sticker of the Inspect It Like a Girl logo. Yeah, right. Flowers to it. Sure, right. sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, go ahead and Pinterest that. I think you'll find some fun stuff. Okay, I will. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. If you would like to get your question answered about home improvement or whatever crafts, arts and crafts. Uh, Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. We're looking for your home improvement questions today. Also, throughout the show, we'll look at some home maintenance you should not neglect. Stay tuned. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org now before we go see uh, or talk to Sally and Madison I've got an email here that I wanted to talk to you guys about all right from Carol she says there is a crack in the grout that goes from one wall to the other I'm assuming she's talking about maybe a floor or a shower uh, right I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new is that an expensive fix or should I go down to the slab and investigate what is the cost so there must be a crack uh, she's worse be in the floor right right you um, know and that'll happen if it's on a slab yeah unless it, the tie it's I, I don't want to downplay this, but there's probably not anything structural going on whatsoever. Oh, well, that's good to hear. Um, I think I would take some grout. Hopefully, I've got some leftover mm-hmm. and um, scrape out where it's where it's uh, cracked. Right. I'm assuming it's there's no tile. I'm assuming it is simply. Um, 
grout, right? And I would just regrout that 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 area. Mm-hmm. You can do it. It's a little messy. Yeah, and there's some yeah, tools it's easy. that you can oh, on, pick the, up on the on the hammer it. scale of one to ten. It's a right. it's a two. And if and you, you know, did want to pull that grout up, um, Carol, what what you can do uh, there is if, if if you know what a Dremel tool is. Uh, there's an attachment for a drill yeah. tool that makes quick work of tile grout. Yeah, but you want to talk about a mess. Oh, yes. That thing will will cause so much dust and yeah, nastiness. Yeah. So if it's a small area, mm-hmm. I would just use a Fill hammer it. and a little screwdriver and try to get it yeah. out. You know, something that you can do, too, on these is... Man, if it's on a slab, you're always killing my flow with the electrical tool. I know. I really I'm sorry. Want power in my tools. <laughs> yeah. All right, he really ahead. wants to go back to the Dremel, but right, I'm yeah. like, you know, a hammer <laughs> and a screwdriver. Um, you can take actually take that screwdriver and tap on that tile, and it will so tell if you, you some hollow if you've spots. got some hollow spots right. underneath there. Because mm-hmm. what'll happen? Slabs are whenever they're poured, and you can help me here, Jeff. Is that they're normally we try the best of we can to get it even, right? But sometimes it just isn't, and when they put that tile down, they'll use like a thin set or Mm -hmm. something to try to even all that out. Well, if it doesn't get completely even, and Mm -hmm. then you lay an 18 by 18 ceramic tile on top of that, you're going to get... That's some, right. Some movement. You, and you could you you could get some hollow spots on your tile. That's a great point. Right. And then um, you go in to patch it, and it's just going to crack again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, in in that case, pull your tile up. Hopefully, you have some leftover tile. Pull your tile up. Put a little bit of floor leveling compound down, and then and then put your tile back down. But the so. thought here is this is m- more than likely cosmetic. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I would okay. say if there's no cracks in the adjoining walls yeah. or mm-hmm. windows and doors are not are okay uh-huh. and even, then it's probably just cosmetic. And right. what will happen is people will look at something and it grows in their mind. That's right. right. <laughs> it That's just right. gets bigger that crack and bigger. Too. The crack you know, becomes a chasm. Well, right. sure. And, you know, this is a this will be another topic on another show, but um, there's there's foundation, um, we'll call them foundation issues, but then there's foundation failure. Now, when you have foundation failure, you, you have a lot of other issues other than a little bit of cracked That's grout. Right. Okay, okay. So. Good deal. All right, you know, let's go to uh, Sally in Madison, and uh, she's got two driveway questions. What's going on in your driveway, Sally? Uh, first of all is, my daughter's driveway it retains water her house is a little over 20 years old Mm -hmm. and it appears that the soil may be washing out under the driveway because in a couple of places the driveway has caved in and she's got um, a hole uh, not very large Mm -hmm. but enough to a tire would sit into it sit on it goodness her question is does she need somebody to landscape wise or does she need a structural engineer because it appears that the water is beginning to stand in her backyard also and Mm. she has concerns that with the house that's 20 something years old that there may be more issues than just water drainage standing in the driveway that's what it sounds it sounds like you have a few more things going on Um, One of the things you'll hear on this show pretty regular, Sally, is that uh, if there is an evil in this world for a house, it's water. Yes. And uh, the the biggest thing, the biggest issue is moving water from your house away. And if you can't do that, you're going to have a soggy house. 
Especially uh, Pam, if you're getting I, some... I think we want a home inspector, don't we? Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm glad you said it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, All right, so home inspector, uh, yeah, tell me what I he's mean, talking uh, about. I, I think you want a home inspector first. Let them come look at it, write their recommendations. Oh, then good. you'll know where to go. Do do I need a do I need an engineer at that point? Do I need a general contractor? But but I think I or think, a landscape architect. Or, yeah. right. But but I think for the money that you're going to spend, I think the place to start is probably the the uh, good qualified home inspector. And yes. especially okay. if she's been in that house for twenty years, I always say the best house has been inspected every three to four years. I don't know if she's been there twenty years or the house is twenty years. The right. house has been there. She's only been there six years. Okay. Okay. Well, that still falls in my mouth. That's so, right. One quick question: <laughs> Is did that develop over her six years? Was that is that new? Yeah. Okay. 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 So it it was it was an underlying problem prior to purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, Noticed it or didn't notice it? It was still an underlying problem. So, and um, a lot of times, if you purchase, this is the crazy thing: is that if you purchase a house during a drought, mm -hmm. we're not going to see a lot of home inspectors aren't going to see a water problem. Right. Yeah. That's (laughs) true. Pam, let me ask you a question. That's not. I've got a other second driveway question, but while we're talking about inspectors, my home is four years old, and would it pay for me to have a home inspector come in and to look at what needs to be done in my home right now? I may be wanting to sell it within the next couple of years. Would that be to my benefit to do that? I think it is. I mean, I've been pushing that for years is a home maintenance inspection. Right. Because then you, you, a couple of things will happen. Number one, we're going to help you because you can tell us what your concerns are. So now we've got more information than we do in a regular buyer inspection. And then what it does is it gives you an opportunity to hire whoever you want to to come in and address those issues so it's cheaper for you on that end because you you have time to get on somebody's waiting list. Well, and and two, we all need to think of our homes. They are living, breathing things sitting out there in the elements. So getting them looked at every couple years by a qualified individual is a great idea. Um, it, it just, you know, there, there's no commercial. I can't remember. I think it was Fram oil filters back in the 80s or mm-hmm. something that said, um, pay me now or pay me later. Exactly. You know, I've had customers that hadn't done anything to their house in 10 or 12 years, and we hit them with an estimate of $20,000. Right. And my gosh, why? And I said, well, you've been here you know, 10, 15, 20 years. You've been in the sand for 10 years. And you hadn't done anything. You hadn't done anything. Well, you know, um, to that point, Java mentioned to me when uh, buying the house, I love this. He says his mom always says, buy it in the rain. Sure. Because you'll know at Uh, that point if it's... Buy it now. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that way you'll know if there's leaks, flooding, whatever else. So pretty neat. All right. Thanks, Sally. Uh, we appreciate it. Let's keep on moving. Uh, Kathleen's in Osaka. What, what do you got going on, Kathleen? I got news for y'all. Okay. Okay, Casey, you always kid me and ask me if I did this. The answer is yes, <laughs> yes, and yes. Okay. The, the two extra little tools you can use, because I own my own thermal, have hey. done what you're doing, or if you have like a, if you've ever shelled nuts, you know how they have those pecan things, it's a little like a file that you stick in there to get the pieces out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are working good. Or a lady's, or men's, Q-tip, uh, 
when you fill it with your cuticles, they have like ones to sharpen and ones the uh, pusher in. Yeah, those are excellent. Oh, and for scraping the grout out. Mm. Oh gotcha. my I gotcha. gosh, where's my Dremel? I got you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kathleen. Yeah, think, yes, you're two right. More things you got to follow up with now. Turn the air conditioner and fans off because you don't want the dust going through the system to everywhere else. And three, the best tip, they have two kinds of vacuums. One like a little vacuum, like you vacuum a computer board. Mm -hmm. Those work good in small places. If you don't have that, you've got a regular vacuum. Okay, take the attachment off. Only use the hose. You can tape the hose. Now, wear a long sleeve shirt. Tape the hose to your wrist right where you're working. And the dust will fall, pull quick from that. Or if you don't have that, tape it around your knee and let it fall. But if you get it up high where you're working, tape it around your wrist, it follows your hand movement, and you eliminate the dust as much as possible. You know, that's a good idea, Kathleen. And, and... If you think about it, it's not really home repair until you've duct taped something to yourself. True. That's true. Right. True. Gosh, right. Yes. The proper use of duct tape <laughs> Come on. is right. the vacuum to your room. I'm wrist. just sitting right. here thinking Darth Vader type stuff. Yeah. That is awesome, Kathleen. Hey, look, let's go back to Sally real quick in Madison. She uh, she actually didn't get her question in that she was oh. looking for. Sally, you still with us? Yes, I'm here. So, second question. Uh, my driveway at my home is the, it's four years old and it's got a big crack in it where the the thing that you put down to give ease in the driveway is slipping apart but also there's a big crack where the water is going down and I'm wondering if I need somebody to come and repair that or to put something in that crack so the water won't keep going into that or what do I need to do I'm yes. curious Sally yes. um where um if 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 the the portion of your driveway that's cracked is it the portion right off the street no, no, it's in the first section back from the street, right at where they put in that... Uh, the expansion uh, joint. Yeah, yeah, the extension okay. joint. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right there. There's some pretty cool things you can pick up to squirt down in there and seal it. I've got to do some at my house, actually. Okay. Yeah, you can so buy these. Yeah, if you go to, like, the uh, there's a uh, concrete kind of section of your home store... Uh, your local hardware store, you'll see there's several of these kind of big tubes. They look like they they look like caulking tubes, but they're actually a little larger typically, and and they are filled with uh, these kind of rubber sort of ingredients that you put down into the crack that keeps new moisture from getting down there and making that crack worse. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Sally. Appreciate Thanks, it. Sally. Y'all have a good day. You thank too. you, ma'am. Let's keep moving. Francis is on the line in Natchez. What's going on, Francis? Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. I uh, got a tip for your uh, listeners out there. I had an aunt in Jackson, and she had a $2,000 water bill mm. one month. Well, nice. And uh, I don't think that it was uh, due to the fact of a faulty water meter. Either. Right. <laughs> but uh, I had a friend uh, who's a plumber. Uh, he and I went up there, and uh, we found out that uh, due to the process of electrolysis, under a concrete slab with the water flowing through a copper line, uh, especially if a rock or something is up against that copper line, it would um, uh, produce electrolysis. An arc is formed, and a hole is formed. And the water that's flowing through that pipe will go under the house, you know, into the ground under the house. 
and what we did was uh, rerouted uh, the line with uh, a yep. pipe called PEC pipe. Yeah, PEC. We alleviated, mm-hmm. uh, eliminated the problem. But uh, what I wanted to get, you know, to your listeners mm-hmm. is go out to your water meters, and there's a blue or red sprocket deal, mm-hmm. and that thing can detect drips. Yes. <laughs> and if it, if it's turn if you got all the water off in your house, uh-huh. and that thing is turning. <laughs> There's a problem. Uh, there's no an issue. Good, uh, there's nothing there's good a leak. About mm-hmm. Well, I learned this from an inspector who was on the show uh, years ago, and it was such a great idea. I've, I've repeated it a hundred times, but um, and I've used it at my house. If you'll go to your water meter, you know, at the street, wherever it is, where that little where that little gauge is, where the little arrow points. If you'll take a picture of it. And then go away for five or ten minutes and come back and look at it. If that needle has budged an inch and no water has been on in your house, there's a leak. That's there's right. a leak. Um, well, first, and, you know, you have to get all and, the water out of the water meter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, yeah, true. And here's the next deal. If it didn't cause any physical damage to coverage A, which is your home, right? it's not covered on your insurance. Mm-hmm. So, right. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. But if it, I, I, if it causes just a little bit of damage, then you call your insurance company and they will they will pay that bill. Mm-hmm. I did want to say while we're while we're talking about that, the thing that he replaced those copper pipes with was the right thing. The, the PEX. PEX. That's, that's yeah. the way to go. I've got me a PEX crimping tool. Well, mm-hmm. copper should be covered when it meets concrete because it it is a corrosive material, right. mm-hmm. so it needs to be covered and wrapped. And, there you go. All right, folks, it's time for another break. We're still talking, uh, taking your home improvement questions and looking towards spring, thankfully, maybe without some rain. After the break, we've got some spring cleaning tips for your home, so stay tuned. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, a home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So uh, before, while we are in break, we were talking uh, the last call that we talked to was a gentleman about plumbing underneath, and he was talking about copper uh, plumbing, which was the way that it was done for a very long time. Many situations now, lots of people just using pecs. But there was something that people tried starting. I, I, I don't know when this started. I know it ended pretty much in the, what, 90s, late, early 90s, late 80s, early I think 90s. it started in the 70s. Okay. There is a particular type of building product that was, that was used. And if you're in one of these homes, you should probably know about it. If you look under your sink, um, any, any of your sinks, look under there from where the water line comes in to where it goes up to where you turn the water on your faucet. And if that line is this kind of skinny, grayish uh, pipe uh, that's kind of a hard plastic feel. Uh, It is bendable, but not much. Uh, But it's a hard plastic feel. No, that's a particular kind of pipe that is no longer used in home construction. Pam, what's that stuff called? Polybutylene. 
polybutylene. Now well, I we noticed call it polypiping. Polypiping. So when you uh, when you see this in inspection, which I know that you come across it, do you have to disclose, or is there anything that needs to be done about that, or what's the deal with that stuff? Well, what started happening, and the reason it was taken off the market, is that the fittings were not working well, mm-hmm. and they were li- literally coming undone yes. and causing flooding leaks houses. and flooding houses. Right. And another place you can look, too, while I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. is on your water heater. So oh. look for your supply lines going into your water heater, and if they're gray with kind mm-hmm. of a goldish-type clamp right. on them, then that's usually polybutylene. So what, what, what's to be done? Well, you know, we always tell folks you want to get a plumber to check it all out to uh-huh. make sure that it's not leaking. Right. One of the things you want to, um, you kind of have to be aware of is that a lot of insurance companies will not insure your polypiping. Okay, so here's here's the thing that's good to know. If you if you move into a home, if you live in a home that was probably built between, let's say, just seventy five and ninety, take a look. At, at, at your plumbing and see if it's that stuff and if there's any any issues that you need to deal with. Another thing you can do is that a lot of home inspectors now, and we were the first company that started using thermal imaging. Uh-huh. And what that does, it's the coolest thing ever. I'll bring it in and let you play with it one okay. day. <laughs> but the thermal camera gives us temperature anomalies. Uh-huh. So if there's not any furniture or anything in the walls, mm-hmm. then what we can see is if there's some type of a temperature anomaly going on around the plumbing Mm -hmm. and if it is then we double check it with a moisture meter to let us know if there's active water and polybutylene we try to scan those walls as closely as we can right because if those fittings have failed sometimes that it's not an explosion it's a drip right so we could go back to maybe checking your water meter very first thing to see if you've got poly then just make sure you don't have any leaks anywhere with it. Great. Thank you. I, I've heard a lot about that. I, I was looking at a, uh, a home sale the other day, and I noticed this particular home listed it, that this home has mm. this sort of piping on the listing. And I thought, well, that's disclose, curious. Disclose, disclose, yeah, right. disclose. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep going. V's on the line in Waynesboro. And uh, you've got a leak under the tub, V? Yes, good morning. Good morning. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Yes, I have a leak. I, I looked, and it's um, where the, uh, it's under the tub where that pipe screws, screws into the top of the, the bottom of the tub. Okay. Yeah. We know what what it sounds is. like, okay, it's a red or blue plastic pipe, correct? Black, yes. Okay. That's going to your faucet. Mm-hmm. Um... Probably a fairly easy fix. It's it's probably right there at the uh, where they crimped that piece of PEX onto your uh, faucet onto your tub valve. V, do you have uh, access to the back of uh, your your tub? Well, a way to get to it sounds to me like there's a door in front of your tub, and you opened it and saw a leak. Oh, okay, I got you. Right, right. Okay. okay. Up, up under the tub. Up yes, ma'am. Tub. Yes, ma'am. It's it's a fairly simple fix. Uh, it will take a plumber to fix it because uh, it sounds like they're going to have to crimp a new um, a new fitting onto that PEX pipe. But mm-hmm. it's you know uh, call them and just get a plumber out there and get it fixed. And, um, and this should be V. If if it is what Jeff is talking about, um, if it's what Jeff 
thinks it might be, then it's it's a ten minute fix by a plumber. That's sure. Yeah, really you're not looking much at an hourly it. rate to get it done. Yeah. And what I'll tell you what I'll do if I have um, something like that, then mm-hmm. I'll come up with a list of things I want them to do while they're there. while they're there, so I can use their hours. <laughs> exactly. I'm use the whole hour. right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's a great idea. I've never thought about that. Oh, no. I've got you for an hour. I got you for an hour. I got this, <laughs> this, go. and this. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, V. That's a, that's a, a, a but yeah, call a, a plumber and see if they'll come over and take care of it. But it shouldn't be a big deal, hopefully. There's right. nothing that I could apply to it, like a, like a little, no, because uh, no, it's a pressurized no, line. That's right. It's pressurized line. Let's fix it right. Yeah. You, you don't want to go to the grocery store or go on vacation and come back and have your house flooded. Yeah. And if you put some sort of goo on top of it, silicone no. or something like that, it'll just come off. Yeah, it's not going to work. No. It won't work, Vic. Oh, I'm sorry. Experience here. I tried crimping some pecs one time without the crimping tool. No, you, oh, no, no, you, no, no, you no. have to have a crimping tool. It was a bad experience. It is. That's right. <laughs> It was not made for human hands no, to do that. And those tools are expensive, they but are. I went and got one. Yeah. I got one yes. now. All right, let's uh, keep moving. Timothy's on the line off the grid in Louisiana. What's going on, man? I'm calling about uh, Jeff's lament about the availability of sod. Okay. You know, uh, I have a friend that, uh, harvest, that grows and harvests sod and got seven different kinds of sod. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't been able to harvest since December because oh, it's no. been so dang wet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so uh, and he he's got a wildernessturf.com. The Great so- guy. Hey. Uh, he's got seven different kinds of sidings and sells it in spreads, rolls, and. All right. Hey, Timothy, the sod farmers are as hungry as the builders. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> we all need a paycheck. Right. Yeah, we all need some sunshine. I think. We all yes. need some sunshine. We, so, I, I've, I've, uh, I've done the math, and I think I need two weeks of drying time mm-hmm. in order to get everything done. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I, I've got 40 pallets of sod coming Friday morning. Maybe. So. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. So, you know, hopefully we're laying some sod Friday. And when it's, when it's this wet, it's very heavy, man. It's very heavy. It's I hard. It break axles on it. You know, a single, a single pallet of wet sod, you know? Yeah. All right. Yep. Thanks, Timothy. We appreciate it. Um, okay, got a, got an email here from Melissa, and it's... Uh, Okay, what are the ingredients for mold mildew remover? I have one gallon white vinegar, one cup Epsom salt, and is there something else that goes in that mixture? Have you guys heard of that before? I haven't. Uh, to get rid to of me. mold and mildew remover? I thought it was bleach, but... Oh, soap and water. Just soap and water. Soap and water? They, soap they, and make, water. they make a chemical to remove and they'll be microbial, glad to sell it to you. microbial growth. It's what we like to call right. it. Yeah, the mildew is nothing but stagnant air and dust. Yeah. Okay. You know, a little bit. Throw a little bit of condensation in there. Okay. I saw it in that old house I was in yesterday. Right. Because right. you know those old houses weren't built for air conditioning, so Not let's bad. shut them up. And then, well, it didn't have insulation in it. No. The, the insulation had not been. There's no insulation no, in walls. Not not a bit. So no. yeah, mildew people really need to be careful with trying to clean up that that type of stuff so you're just saying go in with soap and water and a a brush or something yes if you look at if you look online you start Mm -hmm. getting into some of this other stuff you're going to start messing up your own respiratory system right (laughs) yeah because you're breathing all that stuff right 
So the, the, the things that I've seen recently and some of the classes that we've taken. So soap, um, water, and elbow grease. And a little bit of elbow grease and make sure you dry it out really good. Because if you start putting bleach on it, now that chemical goes into your sheetrock or your plaster right. or whatever. And then you're breathing it. And I'll tell you, I had an experience you one time. I well, <laughs> you know, it changed because it's changed. It used to no, be. No, I agree with that. It used I, to be Clorox. I, I agree. And, That's right. But boy, you bleach you put kill your, anything. Woo! You put your nose over a can of bleach or a bottle sure. of bleach yeah, yeah. and take in a deep breath, and you may be laying. You may be yeah. horizontal. Right. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Right. It can do so. some damage, so be careful when you start getting that stuff out. We were talking before the show um, about, you know, there's been a lot of storms and some craziness going on in Mississippi. And, of course, there's tons of rain. We've all been talking about it, which means uh, people are off to find roof leaks. Um, mm-hmm. And we were talking earlier, and I just love this. You had devised a new system. Pam, oh, yeah. Yeah. that that I just thought was ingenious and brilliant. one of the things we, one of the suggestions we make on this show a lot is not to get on your roof. Getting on your roof is 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 a dangerous thing for anybody. And if you don't have the safety equipment, it's it's darn near negligent to get up there. It's just not worth it. No, no. Uh, but one of the neat things you did, I love. What what did you do, Pam? Well, I love that you call me a genius and brilliant. Thank sure. you so much no for that. <laughs> it, it makes our show sound better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I actually didn't invent this device. I saw it at the Home Inspector uh, convention I went to in New Orleans. Oh, okay. And I've purchased them. Um, we, we still don't have them in the cars. I'm still practicing. Oh, okay. Um, but it is an extension pole with a camera on the end of it. And so when we get to those areas that it's hard to see, we just put that camera on that. It connects to our iPhone. We extend that pole up, and I think it goes like 18 feet. And you can just nice. look at your roof, and then we from can the ground. we can take photographs and <sighs> add those into the reports. It's it's actually it's a it's a nice little deal, and for you know it keeps us off the roof because it's yes. dangerous. Yes, it, it really is. I mean, it's it's you know a fall from your your roof eve is going to be 10, 12 feet. Minimal? Well, and yesterday so. I'm out at this house and um, it's over in Bellhaven and I had put up, I've got this nifty ladder called an extension ladder yeah. and it'll go up 11 and a half feet. Mm-hmm. And I really, I didn't have my pole with me. I hadn't practiced enough. Right. So I put that ladder up and I had to put it in a really kind of slippery area. Yep. And I'm going up and I'm going, please don't fall. Please don't right. fall. Please right. don't fall. Right. <laughs> and this time of year, trying to get a nice, solid place to put a ladder in the, near the ground, you got to be on concrete you have pretty to much. Be so yeah. careful. That's right. Because, because the ground's so mushy, the, the yep. legs will just go straight in. Well, and this was like on a deck, and that thing was slippery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, decks. Uh, we'll get to decks here in a couple of weeks with. Uh, uh, bleach and and and, and oh, all kinds of stuff. We're back again. to bleach. Yeah. <laughs> let's go uh, real quick. Let's go to Elizabeth and Jackson. What's going on, Elizabeth? Hey, I was listening to y'all talking about removing mildew and mold, and I wanted to just give a tip um, that was not chemical based. We had an issue um, with some moisture in our house and had mildew and mold growing on our ceilings and kind of the upper parts of our walls, and uh-huh. we had actually tried several chemicals and it came back um, and we ended up using um, microfiber towels to wipe it down. I bought a a brand that has really fine fibers and actually has silver embedded Mm -hmm. in the fibers and it removed it probably like like the soap and water suggestion. Right. 
and it didn't come back. And all, and I didn't use anything, just a wet microfiber towel to clean it off and then dry it. And that did the best job with removing it and keeping it gone. Hang That's on, a great idea. Hang on, you used the microfiber towel, and, and what did you use? Was there a... Nothing, just water. So yeah, you just, water. just water. Just the, the towel, towel and yeah. Wring it out. That's fantastic. And you wipe it all down, it comes right off, and then you go back and dry the surface with mm-hmm. a regular towel, and, and that's it. These micro, uh, microfiber cloths. Um, yeah. If you've ever, if, 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 those, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, these are, they're usually kind of a thicker cloth that's very tightly woven. And really soft. Yes. But it will pick up, if there's a piece of dust within a mile of this thing, it'll pick it up. And a lot of times, that's what what it goes back to what I said. Mildew, mold, it's got to have something to chew on. Mm -hmm. And so that microfiber is probably cleaning all that dust off. Um, And then if you keep your air dry, that's the second part. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. We appreciate it. Uh, It's time for our last break of the hour. If you missed any of those spring cleaning tips, we're going to give you some more just coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, Listen back to this and other past episodes by subscribing to the podcast using any podcast app or our MPB Public Media app. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Welcome back. <laughs> You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPV Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I am Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector, and Inspector Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our public media app, MPB Public Media app. You know, the phones are ringing right now, so we're going to go ahead and get to them. Uh, Christine is on the line in Mississippi. What's going on, Christine? Christine, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's going on with you? Uh, I just got a question. Can anything be done about groundwater that's waking up? It's so saturated out there, and it's uh, underneath. I've got an old house, and mm-hmm. underneath the house, it's the groundwater that's waking up, not water that's, you know, coming in from the you know, from the grass and everything. So apparently you've got a spring near you somewhere? Uh, no. Huh. But, I, but I am uh, going down a hill. I, I have water coming from up the hill that's going, you know, that would naturally pour through. Going yeah. Down. Uh, yeah. Thoughts, anyone? I think maybe a French drain on the front side of the house. Probably. They try to divert yeah. that water around the house. Probably, yeah. Because if it's going under there, you don't you don't want it under your house no. or standing anywhere near it. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Well, it, but now it's not from uh, the way the water flows going. You know, it doesn't get up in my flower beds or anything like that. Right. And it's it's dry right there at the edge of my house. It's the water that's three feet down underneath the ground that's. Up. And a French drain in front of your house would probably take care of that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it may. 
Yeah. Um, if it goes deep enough. I'll tell you what, and uh, that would probably be the cheapest thing to try first before you move into other stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. And if it goes down deep enough, because you will have groundwater. I mean, the water, right. it's the ground. She's right. The ground is so saturated, mm-hmm. but you're probably it, it, getting some. That's right. You know, subsurface, but the only way to catch it that I know of is either that or a, you know, you could put a moat around the house. Right. <laughs> well, I, I never had this problem before. I've been there 20 years, and oh, my goodness, it's so damp under the house now. Well, we, we have had a tremendous amount of, of waterfall. <laughs> Unprecedented yeah. this oh, yeah. year. Yeah. And something so. I tell homeowners all the time, and, and Jeff said this at the beginning of the show, sometimes you just need to wait. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just let it just, dry just, out. Let's some. get through this season. It'll probably dry out. Mm-hmm. We'll all be complaining about a drought in a couple of years. It, well, in July. In July. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll dry out. So I would probably just give it some time and, you know, meditate, I'd, I'd watch take a few breaths. Yeah. yeah, I'd watch yeah. it. And, and uh, um, I, I think I agree with, with Pam. Let, let's just wait and watch it. All right. Okay. okay. Thank, Thank you, you so Thanks, much. Daddy. We appreciate it. All right, let's keep on moving. Mike is in Corinth uh, and uh, got a comment about the chemicals that we were talking about cleaning with. You with us, Mike? Yes, I just wanted to say you're absolutely right. Keep it just as simple as you can. And above all else, don't mix, do not mix chlorine and ammonia. You'll have chloroform gas. Yeah, uh, I've done that before myself as a fourteen-year-old. Uh, I, I worked. So that's what's wrong with you. It's really. This is, is that this why what you happened. don't have any hair? Crazy story. <laughs> I was working, believe it or not, in a meat market. Java doesn't have any. And Java doesn't. Have, did you do no, that yeah, too? Java? Yeah, he did it too. Yeah, I was working in a meat market. And I was told to mop the floor. I was 14. Oh, I was on a yes. worker's permit. Yes. And, and I just loved oh, doing it. Man, well, anyway, right. they told me to do it. I'd never done anything like that sure. before. So I went and I, I thought, well, bleach sure. kills everything. Bleach so I put that good. in there. And then, of course, in the back of my head, you know, well, ammonia kills everything, ammonia, too. Mix so them together. Put it in the bucket. No. I cleared out everybody in the building. We had sure. to throw out every piece of meat within that entire place. <laughs> Did you have a job the next day? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. But uh, uh, thank thank goodness for insurance. Sure. Anyway, um, thank you, Mike. You're exactly right. Do not combine those chemicals. It'll run you out of your house. Well, and if you'll, I'm kind of a nerd. I read the label on everything. Right. So, and it'll tell you kind of how to use that chemical. Well, there's your first problem. You read the label. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's uh, keep going. Tom is in Gulfport and he's got a comment about those cleaners also. What's going on, Tom? Hey, uh, how you doing? You've got a great job. Very important show. Thank you. Cleaners. Uh, to the previous call on groundwater, uh, the idea, I think you mentioned, was to dig a small, shallow pit with rocks in it. Uh-huh. And also, don't forget a fan uh, under, the, under the house. If you can get a fan, that dries things up better than anything yep. else. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, I agree. Air movement, moving That's that true. air. Very true. Is now, Thank you. Is that something, by the way, Tom, is that something yeah. that, like, a person can install themselves, or is that something oh, you have to get some? Really? Now, I've done, I've done restoration and cleaning, which I'll get to, for 35 years in old houses. And the most important thing is just dig a hole uh-huh. and put rocks in it about halfway up. And you can buy a Home Depot or anywhere, a plastic grate on the top of it, and just sit that on it. Not so people can walk on it, but just make it so that it starts collecting that groundwater. And it'll it'll disperse it. You don't have to put a drain pipe to anything. It may fill up in hard Mississippi clay. It could fill up, 
but it's a way to, to take off some of that water. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, I, I see where you're going Great with this. Great idea. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Well, as far as, far as cleaners go, um, everyone should remember the basic, uh, maybe I'll fall the basic four, but vinegar, distilled white vinegar, baking soda, uh, denatured alcohol for some sticky things to remove, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, I'd say uh, Clorox, but everyone's got to be careful with Clorox nowadays. It's, they use too much of it. The Clorox and vinegar, that's great for mold, mildew. And these things are cheap at the grocery store. You don't have to go through. I have, you know, fortune. if you will just Google white vinegar, you wouldn't believe how many oh, it's uses right. they have for white vinegar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, well, thank you, Tom. We appreciate that. It's nice and safe, and uh, and and if nothing else, uh, your house smells like Easter eggs. And um, hey, you know, isn't there? And somebody's going to correct me on this, but don't you take like a cap full of bleach in, say, so many gallons of water, and it purifies that water? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that too, uh, yeah. especially in uh, survival situations. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, that it will kill all the uh, microbes and whatnot in the water and make it safe. Well, we that doesn't mean you can pools. go down. That doesn't mean you can go to the Pearl River, put some chlorine in there, and <laughs> drink, go drink. No. <laughs> You put enough chlorine yeah, in there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Eventually. Then you got a whole other problem. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.